0: Amen. Let us turn to God's precious word. And we're turning together to John's gospel and to the chapter 8. The gospel of John and to the chapter 8. Moving down the 8th chapter to the verse 12. We take up a reading at verse 12 and reading a section from this 8th chapter. John chapter 8 and verse 12. Let us hear God's word together. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself, thy record is not true. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and whither I go, but ye cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. Ye judge after the flesh, I judge no man. And yet if I judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone, but I am the Father that sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that beareth witness of myself, and the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. Then said they unto him, Where is thy Father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my Father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, And shall die in your sins. Whither I go ye cannot come. Then said the Jews will he kill himself. Because he says whither I go ye cannot come. And he said unto them ye are from beneath. I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you, that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus saith unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning, I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he speak to them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me, the Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Amen. We land at verse 30. and May the Lord add his own blessing to this public reading from his own precious and infallible word. You may be seated. Turning together to the portion of Scripture that we've read from John's Gospel and the chapter 8. We looked a couple of Lord's Days ago at that great divine name of the Lord, the I Am that I Am, and of course is the name Jehovah. Last Lord's Day we thought about Uh, the claim of the Lord Jesus Christ when he said in John 6 and verse 35, I am the bread of life. Well, today we come to another of the I am sayings of the Savior. And we did indicate that the windows down each side of the church uh, do have those texts of Scripture inscribed upon them. And the window at the very back on my right hand side, it has the text for today. It's John 8 and the verse 12. And I noticed that the window there was presented by Eric and Wilhelmina Cherry and inscribed with John 8 and the verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life. I am the light of the world. Let's just unite together as we come to consider this text of Scripture. Our gracious God and our loving Father, we do praise Thee for Thy precious Word, even for the delight within our heart of being able to turn to the Scriptures of truth, being able to meditate upon Thy Word, And we ask, O God, that each one of us today would have that hearing ear, would have that understanding heart. And I look to thee, O God, for that spirit of wisdom even to be granted. Give us understanding, O Father, of thy precious word, and give us grace to preach that word. And may we know what it is to preach the word and to be instant in season and out of season to rebuke and reprove with all long-suffering and doctrine. So, Lord, come and shut us in to thee and lay liberally to our hand this day and glorify thy name in and through each one of us. We ask these things for Jesus' sake. Amen. Sometimes when an individual gets saved, some might say of them, they have seen the light, and they might say that late-heartedly. They might even say that mockingly. But whenever they say that of the individual that they have seen the light, it's actually a true statement. Because with the eye of faith, they have seen the one who is the light of the world. The Lord Jesus Christ has stated here in our text of Scripture, I am the light of the of the world. As we look at this text, it is possible to trace when it was said. If you were to glance back to chapter 7 and to the verse 2, it tells us now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. And so it was at that very time when they were observing the feast of the tabernacles, And we can determine not only when it was said, but where it was said. And also in chapter 7 and the verse 14, it says now about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. And so the Lord Jesus Christ, at the time of the Feast of the Tabernacles, just in the midst of that feast, he goes up into the temple to teach. And we can be even more accurate when we look at chapter 8 and their Bible reading. And you come down to the 20th verse. It says, These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple. And no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. And so it's the feast of the tabernacles. The Lord is in the temple, and he's there to teach, and he's in the very spot of the treasury. He's in the court of the temple, and it is at this very location that the Lord makes this great declaration. And he says, I am the light of the world. Normally when the Saviour is teaching, he uses something of an object lesson or an illustration. Earlier in chapter seven, when it came to the time in the feast of the tabernacles where a drink offering would be poured out onto the Lord, the Lord at that stage uh, made another great declaration, and he said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. You think of the parable of the sower when the Lord went to teach about the sower and he said, Behold a sower. And I believe that there was an actual sower that they could look to and they could behold as the seed was sown. And then the Lord brought his teaching using that illustration. Well, here whenever the Lord in our text is saying, I am the light, Various suggestions have been made as to what the Lord was drawing the illustration from. Some would say it was the sun. And the sun was just beginning to rise there in the sky. And it was shedding its beams of light across the people. And the Lord at that point declared, I am the light of the world. Other commentators would suggest that it was the the great lights that were located there at the temple. They would tell us that those lights were some uh, 75 feet in height. And that was part also of the Feast of the Tabernacles, the lighting of these great lamps. And the light would be shed abroad into the city of Jerusalem. And whenever those lamps were being lit, it was at that point that the Savior declared, I am the light of the world. Again, it was suggested that the Lord was referring back to Old Testament times. Now, the fact that at night when the Lord was leading the children of Israel in the wilderness, he was that pillar of fire. And therefore they were able to have the light. It was a pillar of light. And that the Lord was drawing from that illustration whenever he said, I am the light of the world. And through the the, the three different suggestions are given there. The sunlight in the sky, the lamps of the temple, or the pillar of fire from the Old Testament, my personal view is that there's certainly instruction and application from all of these things. But we come to the statement from the Lord, our text of Scripture, when he said, I am the light of the world. And firstly, we think about the claim of Christ here, I am. It's what he was claiming himself to be And when he said, I am the light of the world, those words would have come with tremendous force to his hearers. In fact, whenever the Lord made that claim and made that great declaration, it would have astonished his hearers. Because they knew and understood what he was claiming. When he said, I am the light of the world. The words are repeated there in John chapter 9. And in the verse 5, the Lord said, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. If you were to turn on over to John chapter 12 and the verse 46, you can see again the same thought. I am come, a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in in darkness. And so the Lord has used this uh, particular statement, this declaration on a number of occasions, but we're thinking of John 8 and the verse 12. I am the light of the world. You see, in the Old Testament, Jehovah was considered to be the light of his people. We opened our service with the singing of the Psalm 27 the very opening words of that psalm, the psalmist says, The Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? So many times through the Old Testament, the Lord Jehovah is referred to as the light. Micah 7 and the verse 8, The Lord shall be a light unto me. In Isaiah 60, in the verse 19, the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light. And we know that the Lord is one who dwells in light unapproachable, and there are so many Old Testament references to help us understand that the Lord Jehovah is the light. Can you see then the claim that the Lord Jesus Christ is making? When there in the court of the temple, he is declaring himself to be that light. And he's saying, I am the light of the world. And in John's gospel, we have set forth more than in any other gospel, the deity, the divinity of our Lord and Savior. From the very opening chapter of John's gospel, listen to the words in verse 4. John writes, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The Lord Jesus Christ was the light of men when he came into the world. John 1 and 5, And the light shineth in darkness, the darkness comprehended it not. John 1 and 7, The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. In other words, John uh, the Baptist was bearing witness of the Savior, that the Savior was that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man. That cometh into the world. The world that abides in wickedness. The world that is filled with sin. The Lord Jesus Christ came to be a light in this dark world. And when you think of man and his lost and fallen condition. And the darkness and the depravity of man's heart. And the Lord Jesus Christ has come to be the light. Man who's in darkness, man who's in spiritual ignorance, debating in a world of darkness. The remedy is the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God whenever the soul gets saved, it's the light of the gospel. It's dawning upon the heart. Paul described it to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 4 and the verse 6. And he said, God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. That was in creation. That was Genesis 1. God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And we can see the great claim that the Savior himself makes when he says, I am the light of the world. The light of the world that went to Calvary's cross. There at Calvary we know there were the three hours of darkness. Darkness was there covering the one who is the light of the world. And what a picture that is of the Lord taking upon himself our sin. The darkness of sin. And there is darkness covered Calvary. And darkness covered the Savior. He was bearing our sin in his own body upon the tree. The claim of the Lord Jesus Christ is Very clear. He said, I am the light of the world. He was claiming to be God, and He is God. As we think of the statement, we not only see the claim of Christ, but we see the character of Christ. You think of the light itself I am the light. And when we think of the Lord Jesus Christ as the light, we have to think about the purity of that light. Pure light. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 5, it makes the statement, God is light. And it goes on to say, and in him is no darkness at all. No darkness at all. He's a pure light. You see, man, man has created light, and we have lights in the building we're thankful for. You remember back whenever we could read times whenever fire was the light that man had. And then he maybe progressed from fire to oil, and oil became that means of light when it was burning in the lamp. Then maybe moving on, they used the means of gas, and there were many gas lights. Then Franklin Benjamin discovered electricity. Then Humphrey Davy, he was the inventor of the lamp. You've probably heard of the Davy lamp. That was the lamp that the miners would have taken down the mine. And it was Thomas Edison who developed the lamp even further, and he gave us the light bulb Now we have the light emitting diodes, the LED lights, and they're giving off very good light. But we couldn't say it's pure light because there would be the fading of that light through time. There would be the dimness of that light. There will come a time when that light will even go out and that particular light would need to be replaced. But with the Lord, we indicated the text already that referred to him as the everlasting light. He's the light that will never fade. He's the light that will never grow dim. In the opening prayer, I quoted the verse from James about every good gift and every perfect gift coming down from above, from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness. It's unchanging light. Neither shadow of turning. There's not even a shadow. And so when we think of the Lord and this wonderful claim that he makes, I am the light of the world, it's absolute and pure light. And you see, that's teaching us about the character of the Savior. That's teaching us about the one in whom there is no darkness at all. He's the light that will never feed. He's the light that will never vary. He's the light that will never dim. He's the light that will never go out. He's the pure light. He's the one who is sinless. And the light of the Lord where he dwells in light that is unapproachable. It's the light that's speaking about his holiness of character. It's speaking about his purity. It's speaking about his righteousness the glory, the majesty of the Lord. He's the one who had no sin. He did no sin, and he could not sin. That light speaks to us of his very character. And he's the one that we can see brings life. That light brings life. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And light is linked with life. Scientists would teach us that. They would speak about photosynthesis. And that's made up of two words. Photo meaning light. And synthesis actually means to bring together. And through that, we have light working there upon those different chemicals and the reactions and so forth and bringing it all together for that vegetative life, for all of that vegetation, for all of that growth. If there was no light, there would be no vegetation And that process takes place because of light. There is life there in vegetation. And when we speak spiritually, the Savior is the one who brings life to the soul. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. There's the light of the Lord Jesus Christ that comes to dawn upon our hearts. We come to the light as we were singing. The one who is that pure light. The one who is able to give life to the soul, that spiritual life. Do you know he's the one who lights up heaven? We know that in heaven there's no darkness. Revelation tells us there's, there's no night there. It tells us that the Lamb is the light thereof. There's no need of the sun. Because the Lord Jesus Christ is the very light of glory. And it's teaching us about the character of Christ. But then I want you to see, thirdly, the command of Christ in our text of Scripture I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. You're not to walk in darkness. In fact, conversion as we've indicated conversion is a passing from darkness to light whenever the soul gets saved that's what has actually taken place. You've come from spiritual darkness to the glorious light and liberty of the gospel of Christ. In Colossians, in the chapter 1 and the verse 13, Paul says to them of the Lord, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. He's delivered us from the power of darkness. In Ephesians chapter 5 The Apostle Paul would use a similar illustration about darkness and light. And he said there in Ephesians 5 and 8, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. And then he says, Walk as children of light. Walk as children of light. And so when the Lord saves the soul and the Lord delivers us from the power of darkness and the Lord brings us into the light of the gospel, the Lord says, walk in the light. And he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. Never the Lord created light in the very beginning in Genesis chapter 1. That was the first thing the Lord created. It was on the first day. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. The world was without form and void. And the spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And then it says, God divided the light from the darkness. And the light he called day and the darkness he called night. And there was that division between light and darkness and that division reaches right through the Word of God. And it gives us that great illustration and it shows to us the command that is before us this morning that the Lord wants us to be children of the day and children of the light and to walk in the light and to follow the Lord and not to walk in the darkness mentioned a little earlier about the pillar of light, that pillar of fire. There in the book of Exodus and the chapter 13, it refers to how the Lord was leading and guiding the children of Israel. In Exodus chapter 13 and in the verse 21, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire, to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. And it shows us, therefore, God's Old Testament people, for Israel, that the Lord was to lead them the way. And He did it with that pillar of fire at night that would give to them the light of the Lord, the promise of guidance. And the Lord has promised today to guide his people. He has given to us the light of his precious word. We have the light of scripture And we can look to the Lord that we could walk in the light of his word, in obedience to his word, that we would know what it is to be guided by the light of God's truth. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not on to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And you can see how the Lord in the Old Testament directed his people and he gave them that leadership by the light. And so, too, God's people today. He wants us to walk in the light. And also by that pillar of light to God's people, there was protection, protection. In Exodus chapter 14, and Israel there reached the Red Sea, And the Egyptians are coming behind them. And there's the danger that they find themselves in. And the Lord, by that pillar, He is before them. But it tells us in Exodus chapter 14 that at that point, as the Egyptians were coming, the pillar from before them moved and it went behind them. And it stood between them and the Egyptians. Exodus 14 and the verse 19, And the angel of the Lord, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel, and it was a cloud and darkness to them. But it gave light by night to these so that the one came not near the other all the night. not a marvelous thing to think about that that pillar, it went behind God's people and it stood between them and the Egyptians. And that same pillar that was a light to God's people, it was darkness to the Egyptians. And there was something there, not only of guidance, but of protection. What a blessing it is to know that the Lord is that same light to his people. That's why the psalmist could say, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? For the Lord is the strength of my life and my portion forever. Then I want you to notice, fourthly, the challenge of Christ in our text of Scripture. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And in considering the words of the Savior here, there's a challenge to us all today. And the challenge really comes in the form of a question. And the question is, are we in the light or are we in the darkness? spiritually are we following the Lord in the light of his word or are we in the darkness sad thing is that the Bible says men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil so the Lord Jesus Christ as the light of the world and the remedy for sin and for the darkness of this world is by and large rejected and even when he made this great statement, you notice the words in verse 13 following our text, The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. And so those who heard the Lord, they rejected the claim that he makes there, and therefore they remain in the darkness of their sins. You look down our Bible reading to verse 21. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way and ye shall seek me and shall die in your sins. Whither I go, ye cannot come. And so those who reject the Lord Jesus Christ, those who refuse the claims of the Lord Jesus Christ, they remain in their sinful condition. And the Lord is saying to them that they shall die in their sins. And that failure to come to Christ means that they will go to a Christ-rejector's hell. Hell is the opposite of heaven. Heaven is the light of the Lord. The Lamb is the light thereof. And the Lamb is all the glory in Emmanuel's land. But hell in the Bible is described as the blackness of darkness forever. Blackness of darkness forever. Hell's destruction. And so the challenge today, most especially, to the unconverted soul is to come to the light and to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and then to follow him through the light of his word. No longer in the darkness, but as a child of the Lord You're a child of the day and a child of the light. But there's a challenge to God's people as well. You would be familiar with the words in Matthew 5 and verse 14. It's part of the Sermon on the Mount. And the Lord said there in Matthew 5 and 14 to his people, Ye are the light of the world. It almost seems a contradiction. He has said himself, I am the light of the world. And he has said to his people, ye are the light of the world. How can that be? Well, if you ever go out at night when there's a full moon and you can see the moon shining brightly in the sky. Actually, the moon has no light of itself. When you see the moon shining in the sky, the moon is simply reflecting the light of the sun. But the moon in itself is no light. That's the way it is with God's people. We of ourselves have no light. But we are to reflect and to radiate the light of our Lord and Savior. How are we to do that? Well, the Lord said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. As we do good works, we are letting our light shine, and it is the light of the Lord that is shining through us. If we were left to ourselves, we would remain in darkness, but thank God we have the light of the Lord, and we're able to radiate and to reflect that light to some degree and measure. And the Lord wants us, therefore, to shine as lights in this world. Believer, are you shining today for the Lord? The one who is the light of the world said to his people, Ye are the light of the world. Read a little illustration about Robert Louis Stevenson, the writer. There's a very young boy, he lived in Edinburgh. And he watched out there into the street at night as the lamplighters came by and they were lighting the gas lamps in the street. And as he looked out and he watched one gas light after another being lit there in the street with childhood excitement, he cried out, they are punching holes in the darkness. Punching holes in the darkness. Let us be like lamplighters. As we go about in this world, let us seek to punch holes in the darkness and let our light shine to the glory and to the praise of our Lord and Saviour.